0: I so I so. Whoa, 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 clap the room. I'm coming through. They want to see what I'm about. Yeah, I got skills. Do it for the thrill. I'm on a paper route. Extra, extra read about I'm today's trying to tap it. Yo, 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 it's your boy Dolo G, and Welcome back to another installment of the late night. Grind, man. Episode five, man. I really appreciate all the love and support that y'all been showing your boy. Y'all make sure y'all go to Spotify, man. Follow your boy. Hopefully, I can start making some money off this so I can put more into the podcast and therefore put more into y'all. You know what I'm saying? You know, help me help you type thing. No, but uh, tonight we're going to talk about the four teams that were picked for the college football playoff. One, Michigan. Two, Washington. Three, Texas. And four, Alabama. Now, Texas beat Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship, 49-21. to 21. Bama ended up coming up. I wouldn't necessarily say it was an upset. Like I was telling y'all on episode four, man, like Alabama and Georgia, it's a 1-8, but you can classify that as basically like a college football playoff game, maybe one versus two, something along the lines. Um, two powerhouse teams that, you know, really wanted to get in, and Alabama ended up getting in. They beat Georgia 27-24, to Michigan routes Iowa 26-0, and Florida State goes unbeaten 16-6 beating Louisville in the ACC championship game, but ultimately did not end up making a college football playoff. To me, Florida State should have been in it, and um, it's really, I don't know, man. I understand that they don't want to have a college football playoff without an SEC team by the same time, like. Florida State, regardless of whether they have joined Travis or not, won every game this season. They're a power five champion and did not make the college football playoffs. So it's just real – it's real weird to me, and I, it's something that I, I, I cannot grasp. I want to say maybe based on why they put Alabama at four, I guess they're trying to say that um, Alabama is a better team than Florida State. But at the same time, you still have one loss, two one loss teams over a team that went 13 and 0 in the power five. It's not like Liberty. I understand Liberty might be a case where they'd be like, hey, we, we went undefeated. But, you know, the type of competition that Liberty has is somewhat subpar to the power five and how the power five, you know, usually just dominates the college football playoff. I don't think it's been a team. Maybe Cincinnati has probably been the only non-Power 5 team to actually make the college football playoff, if I'm not mistaken. But at the same time, Cincinnati, they were undefeated when they made it. So I can understand that. But like I said, two one-loss teams. Now, they're both conference champions, but you also left off another conference champion. Like I said, a team that went 13-0. And they beat, you know, an SEC team, their rival. They beat two SEC teams, if I'm not mistaken. They beat LSU at the beginning of the season, and it wasn't even close. Now, a lot of people expected LSU to possibly, you know, be ranked in the top 10. They ultimately ended up being 13, if I'm not mistaken. Still a top 15 school. And then, you know, beating the Gators in Florida. Well, both teams are for Florida. But, at, you know, at the Swamp, basically, without your top quarterback your, you know, potential Heisman candidate, and you beat them. And then you win your conference championship against a, a Louisville team that, yes, they were 10-2, but don't get me wrong, they were no sleeper, they were no pushover or anything like that. So it's just – it's it's heart-wrenching Florida State. Like, I wonder what's the – press I mean, this is the last installment of the four-team college football playoff. Next season we're going to go to 12 where the first four teams get a bye, and then teams five through eight will play each other to see who moves on. But for the last last year, the fourteen playoff, y'all really, really like dropped the ball. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it dropped the ball, man. I really don't see how uh, – I mean, I guess they feel like the matchup with Alabama and Michigan would have been way more competitive than Alabama – I mean, than Michigan versus, you know, Florida State. And I get that. But at the same time, it's just like, bro – they were top four ranked. You should have dropped them. If you thought so badly of them like that, you should have dropped them before this is. Why you wait until you have to decide the college football playoff to drop them? You should have dropped Florida State to five, maybe two or three weeks ago. In my opinion, if that's the type of terminology that you had, you should have dropped them when they had joined Travis out of the top four. But, yeah, you kept them in the top four all the way throughout the season until it was time for the college football to be playing college football. Um. Rankings to come out basically solidifying who's going to be in the college playoff and who's not going to be in the college football playoff. And they just really, really dropped the ball. And another interesting thing that, you know, um, I'm not going to necessarily say it baffles me, but like – because I understand Texas, you know, being four, Alabama being five, and then Ohio State being six, something like that. And then, you know, you have the rest of your teams. But I don't know, man. I I don't know if it's just – they have a thing where they just love Alabama. Or, you know, they have a factuation with the SEC team making it. But it was something I was listening to on Saturday. I think it was during college scoreboard. I don't really know who brought this uh, nugget of information up. But um, the SEC teams against non-SEC teams were 7-9 this season. So you didn't even have a 500 record outside the conference. But you – I mean, I understand Alabama has a big win. Georgia's the number one team in the country. But then again, I um, and I know some of my Georgia fans are not gonna like the fact that I say this, but Georgia hasn't played anybody the caliber of Alabama all season. And Alabama has been, you know, I wouldn't say they've been more tested. They face it Texas. You know what I'm saying? So they've already had a game where they've played against a top, top seven, top eight team. So um I will understand. I understand, you know, ranking Alabama above Georgia given the fact that they both finished in a tie. Alabama won the conference. Um, and they took down the number one seeded team. So you would you would automatically leapfrog over Georgia, but I don't think you get to leapfrog over a team that went undefeated and won with the third-string quarterback. You only went your third-string quarterback. You went out there to a team that was going to be hard for you to play, even if you had your first-string quarterback, because I believe even if Jordan Travis plays, it's still not a blowout. I don't think it's 16-6. to six. I think it's more along the lines of maybe 28-17, 28-20, 28-21, somewhere along those lines. But, oh, man, I just feel so bad for the Florida State fans, bro. They deserve more than this, in my opinion. But um horrible way for Jordan Travis to see his team go out. And I think it was something he posted on social media where he was like, I wish my leg would have broke earlier in the season so y'all could see how good this team was. Um, I mean, he broke his leg with, with two, maybe three games left in the season. with well, two games left in the regular season. And then, you know, of course, the uh, conference championship game. But <sighs> Florida State deserved to be in it, if you just ask me, my opinion. But um, moving right along, we have the bowl games that are setting up. And we have Michigan versus Alabama in the Rose Bowl. That's gonna be a heck of a game. Um, Jalen Miro against Georgia really, you know, sh- showed that yes, he is a passer, but he's more dangerous with his legs. That's gonna help him open up the passing game. Um, Alabama really, Alabama running backs really couldn't, I want to say, really couldn't get nothing started because they had sustainable games, you know, decent games, five yards here, four yards here, six yards here, but. All the big running plays came from Jalen Milrow, basically escaping the pocket or a quarterback design run. He was doing his thing. When they got back down there to the red zone, um, they capitalized. They put points on the board. They made it hard for Georgia. They forced Georgia for, on a couple of punts. Carson Beck had a very huge, very huge mistake where um, I think it was like a they faked like a zone read into like a a, a jet sweep type of deal. And um he assumed that his uh right receiver already had the ball. And it just, you know, it really cost them. They also had a, a costly um penalty when they was going for a 45 yard field goal. And, you know, it knocked their kicker out of the range out of his range because his career high up to that point, I believe, was forty-eight yards. So um that came back to bottom. Um they just had, you know, some costly plays, couldn't get really get no stops on Alabama like that, especially in the first half. You let them put up what? Alabama, I believe, put up seventeen points. I think it was seventeen to seven going into halftime. So, um, Michigan is seeing it. They've watched film. They understand that Jalen Miro is a dual threat quarterback. You have to shut down the deep throws because he loves to throw the ball deep, and you also have to have a spy on him. Possibly even maybe some contain, run some contain for him. But, oh man, Michigan—they—they they haven't faced the team. I believe to Alabama's count caliber yeah they had a tough one against Penn State and you know Penn State plays everybody pretty hard um, they also play Ohio State pretty hard this season but you know given the fact of where they are on the eastern side of the conference I want to say um, they're on the same side as Ohio State and Michigan so it was very hard for them to uh, make it and it ended up being Iowa who basically got thraxed. now Iowa I believe is not the best defensive team but I know they are a run heavy team so the fact that you know the Michigan was able to stop the run and basically make Iowa pass the ball more than normal and they really just got after them, it's really going to help them. But Alabama's a different demon. They're feeling themselves. They're smelling themselves. We just beat the number one team in the country, the two-time defending national champions. We just beat them and knocked them off. So with that being said, I really expect Alabama to come out and play their tails off. I know Michigan also has something to prove, given the fact of the uh, sign-stealing scandal that – was um found out about and as the uh investigated by the ncaa john harbaugh or jim uh, i keep forgetting which one is which but harbaugh you know coming back to the sidelines is really really gonna pump the team up um i'm pretty sure they expected to see florida state but um, i wouldn't necessarily say they're scared of alabama i believe they're a little bit more concerned facing Alabama than than they would facing Florida State. Both teams have an excellent defense, but Alabama on offense is going to be more of a test for Michigan's defense than Florida State would have been. But I believe Totemaker would have been able to come back. Yeah. Maker would have been able to come back basically for the um for the Rose Bowl. So <sighs> but who do I have winning? This is tough. But if you show me once, then I'm pretty sure you can show me again. I'm going to take Alabama over Michigan for the upset, quote-unquote upset. Then we have Texas versus Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Like I said, Texas beat Oklahoma State 49-21. Um, Quinn Ewers had a heck of a day. I think he had the most yards in a uh, Big 12 championship in a uh, Big 12 championship history. I believe he also had the most passing touchdowns. He had four passing touchdowns in the first half. They really shut down what Oregon's – i mean, not Oregon, but what Oklahoma State does best. Basically, the running the running game. Um, Ollie Gordon, I believe, he was averaging over hundred yards this season. They only held him to twenty-one, or maybe even thirty-one yards. So, Texas defense, Texas defense is legit. It's legit. Of course, Washington beat my Oregon Ducks in the Pac-12 championship. Kind of a, kind of heard about that because. If we lost, then possibly we would have been in. But we get to play, we play Liberty in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, so we make a New Year's Six game. Hopefully we can come out and beat an undefeated Liberty team and end the season off right. But another year of Oregon not making to the college football playoffs, man. Um, Next season, I believe we join the Big Ten, so we'll be over there with Ohio State and Michigan. And I wonder how we fare against them. I also wonder who our starting quarterback is going to be, but that's off the subject. Texas – uh, Washington is a team that, like I said last episode, basically, you know, plays to the caliber of their opponent, which is good, can be good or it could be bad. Um, ever since the first Oregon game on October 14th, Washington has not won a game by more than maybe seven points, I believe. So um, this is not a team in Texas where they come around and, you know, mess around and, you know, play around. And um, I don't know. I don't know who I have winning. I could really see it going either way, but I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Texas. So I say it's gonna be a rematch. I say it's gonna be Texas versus Alabama in the national championship game. And I believe that Alabama is going to win the national championship. You heard it here first. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, I'm knee deep in the tea, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you wanna call it, whatever you wanna say, but I believe Alabama eventually comes out. And gets the revenge from when they lost in Tuscaloosa to Texas. Now I could also see it being Michigan versus Washington, um, but I think more eyes and if the committee is going by what matchup is going to be the best, and a lot of people like to say that sports are rigged, quote unquote. the The best selling game would be Texas versus Alabama, the rematch. I think about two teams who went down to the wire i believe they both put up maybe what 21 points in the second half of their games um texas ended up being an alabama by 10 points but i believe that they might want to see out of all the four teams i believe that um texas and alabama would probably be the most well-drawn game the game that folks would turn into the most and I believe that's what the the, the uh, national championship is going to be. And I believe Alabama will be getting their revenge on Texas. Um, Texas does move to the SEC next season. Uh, I think Washington will be going to the Big Ten along with Oregon, Colorado, USC, and UCLA, if I'm not mistaken. So um, possibly two SEC powerhouses, quote-unquote, versus each other. But uh, – Yeah, man, this has been your boy Doloche. This has been the fifth installment of the Late Night Grind. Make sure you, you know, share the podcast, tell your people about it. If you know anybody that likes sports, man, tell them to tap in. Because we're trying to do something big and we're trying to create a a community amongst ourselves where we could just talk sports. And, you know, just kick it, man. But uh, y'all know what we do and how we do. So without further ado, I'll catch y'all next time, man. Peace. Turn up the headphones a little bit Hey. I Iso Iso Let's get it whoa whoa, 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 Clear out the room, I'm coming through, they wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill, I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it, I'm today's top it.